Welcome into another edition of the Sports Plus Podcast. It's January 15th. I'm Corey Miller here with Andy Moeller and Ahmad Hicks. It's a pretty exciting time to be a sports fan in St. Louis right now, guys. Blues are rolling, Cardinals are in the rumor mill, and Ahmad Hicks reports are that he's back at the gym. <laughs> it's exciting. It's an exciting time for sports in St. Louis. I that last one, everybody's I excited I didn't about read that. Your intro I know. I was hoping you. <laughs> I am back in the gym and it's going well. We're I would say like one real week down. I went last week, but that was kind of a joke. But we're in it and I'm in it to win it for the rest of the year, guys. All right, we're expecting weekly updates gotcha. stuff from now on. Let's go Blues here first. So with a win on Wednesday, that's tonight when we're recording this against the Flyers, they have a franchise record 10-game home winning streak and the most points in hockey. So, I'm going to flip this a little bit because everything coming out Blues is positive. Is there anything we could even think of that we're worried about when it comes to the Blues? Is there anything even remotely worrisome right now? Well, sure, because Ahmad talked to Ahmad Hick or talked to Mike Emmerich today, uh, the voice of NBC Sports, and he says he's looking at a team that could be uh, could be in line for a repeat. Now, if that doesn't send a shiver up a Blues fan's spine, (laughs) I don't know what does. He said that, and I didn't even get a chance to ask it. That was my next question, and he had answered it for me. And I was just like, wow, if he thinks they have a legitimate chance to repeat, oh, man. Well, so the fans and and all of us uh, people in the media might be a little on the train right now, but the team— I th- just the same team they've always been. Uh, they're not going to get too far ahead of themselves. Those guys are as humble as ever right now. And I feel like I was talking about this with another reporter today, but you just feel like you get the same answers from the Blues every time you go over there. They're so locked in, and all they say is, we're focused on the next game. All we care about is winning the next game. Oh, we lost one. It is what it is. Move on to the next game. And that's what Barubi said. He didn't even care about the All-Star break. He said, I don't want my players looking too far ahead. Well, that's, that's the culture that the coaches established. Mm-hmm. You focus on the next game, and we don't worry about any of the the outside stuff. We don't worry about anything other than the next game. You're not really wor- worried about balanced scoring because you're getting it from everybody. Ever since Vladimir Tarasenko went down, you're not really worried about the goaltending. You've got two guys who are two of the best goaltenders in hockey right now. I, I would have been worried about their defensive depth a little bit, but Gunnarsson's ready to go. Uh, Pareko should be back right after the All-Star break, and Mikola has been really good. So I'm not worried about their defense at all right now either. Uh, everything's rosy. You know, they can be they can be nice and relaxed and say, Colton Pareko, take your time. We yeah. don't need you. Don't rush back. We're good. I saw where uh, Jordan Cairo was told that um, uh, he can check out of the hotel and he can start looking for a permanent place. So uh, that's good for him, certainly. I asked him the other day, trying to get kind of a fun response, uh, what his favorite thing about St. Louis has been so far. And he was like, well, you know, I really haven't been able to do much of anything. So hopefully that changes. (laughs) I'll have something to talk about next time I ask him. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, I I I could say that really the two things you have to worry about are injuries and Dare yeah. I say it, airline safety. <laughs> really, though, Andy, I mean, he's just hit the nail on the head, though. And it doesn't seem to matter who gets hurt right about now because everybody just comes in and plays, you know, plays up to that role or fills that void. So I don't think you have anything to worry about. And like Doc Emmerich said earlier today, he said, you know, you just worry about getting in. And he said that it's normally hard for teams to repeat because you can't retain all those guys. He said everybody is back but Pat Maroon, and you still feel like they're better than last year with oh, the yeah. pieces that they brought in. So it's really scary what this team can do. 
So Mike Yo is also back in town on mm-hmm. Wednesday here with the Flyers. It, it's got to be weird uh, coming back. You look up, you see Stanley Cup banner, yeah. 2019. 2019. I was just a coach here right. last year. I, I don't remember that. I wasn't there for that. It's got. It's got to be weird. I, I, I kind of feel for him. Uh, Ahmad, you were there. What was everybody saying about Yo at practice on Wednesday? Well, Barubi, uh, as usual. Very dry. Didn't yeah. want to give a comment on Yo. Said he hadn't talked to him, hadn't thought about it. He's focused on the hockey game. Brayden Chin said he was thankful for Coach Yo and what he did for him and the opportunity that he gave him. And that was pretty much the vibe from the rest of the Blues. Didn't want to speak much on the past, you know, just moving forward, locked in. And Coach Yo, he was not there to talk to us media uh, prior to their team skate. But uh, Doc Emmerich said, when you get fired, it's not personal, but you can't help but to take it personal. So you know he took it personal last year, knowing that he had this team in yeah. his hands and couldn't do anything with them. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leap here and uh, and try to try to pull a Frank Cusimano an, uh, 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 analogy uh-oh. out of my hat. <laughs> it's almost like the ex-husband going to pick up his kids, you know, for uh, you know for the weekend or, you know, or whatever. At the at the new husband's house, and the husband is like a gazillionaire or whatever, and you're like, "What am I doing here?" That's pretty good. I wonder if he got any kind of share, like paid out last year. What do you think? That's an um, Andy question. Well, I, well, I don't, know, I, I don't know for sure, but uh, you know, I know that I know that a lot of the teams you 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 vote on who gets shares yeah. and and whatever. So maybe he got a piece. I I, hmm. I, I don't That'd know. Be interesting. Yeah. All right. All Star Weekend coming up next weekend. I'm starting to get excited. They just renamed the street in front uh, All Star Avenue. Town's kind of ramping up. We haven't had a podcast since David Perron won the last man in. Well deserved. So now we could see Baruby coaching a three-on-three line of Perron, O'Reilly, and Petrangelo with Bennington and Nett for the Central. That's pretty cool. My money's uh, that's on pretty them. cool. If they're playing against anybody, my money's on them. Well, I mean, Perron and O'Reilly together is kind of unfair. That chemistry, man. <laughs> that chemistry. Exactly. Especially in an all-star game when uh, you— Okay, so usually the opposing goalies are not really that much into it. Jordan Bennington's not going to be that way, but I no. think Perron and O'Reilly together could score about eight goals. Yeah, it's I, be I, fun. I don't think Bennington's going to mail anything in. No, uh, I think he'll be trying to be a bit flashy there for the home crowd. Yeah, I, I think, think we could so see too. some fun stuff. He might be just imagining all those opposing shooters, uh, you know, looking like Jordan Bieber, oh, <laughs> Justin <laughs> Bieber. Excuse me, <laughs> that's pretty just, good. Just saying. Jordan Beaver. No, uh, you're just trying to hide it. You got his songs on repeat on your phone. We know. Trust me, I've seen well, his playlist. Yeah, we yeah. know. I'm glad you didn't go the other way and say, well, you're showing your age, <laughs> old man. <laughs> All-Star Skills on Friday. The events were announced. There's kind of a cool new one. That's I don't know. It's kind of weird. We'll have to see how it goes. They're going to set these guys up on a 30-foot-high platform behind the goal and have them like shoot down onto the ice into targets like top golf yeah. but in the arena it could be kind of cool well you know i saw um i saw a story yesterday that uh, you know that greg wishinski giving proper credit from espn said that this was going to happen and it, i think it kind of kind of uh, took uh, took took note from the penguins posted a video i think it was sidney crosby and Evgeny malkin Taking shots like 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 from the top, very top of the arena, yeah. and shooting into the the big net and the small net, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was something like, uh, "What do you think about this for the All Star Skills in 2020?" Yeah. So, kudos. It should to them. be a fun. It should be a fun night. I like watching it. Well, 
I like what's your favorite? My favorite one's the hardest shot. Uh, at least it has been. Because oh, I wish Colton Pareko was an all star because I think he would, he would win. win for sure. Sure. And there's a legacy here because Al McInnes used to yeah. used to win it. I think he won it four times in seven years or five. Well, times speaking of Al McInnes here, you're working on some of these all star memory pieces on on Mondays. I just want to ask, what's been your favorite one so far? Oh gosh, you know it's kind of like you know when you've been around as long as I have, and you know again not to brag about being <laughs> old or whatever, yeah. but I mean I've I've experienced most of these things, and so it is it is kind of bringing back the memories. But it's like picking your favorite child. I mean I you know I mean it's always great to see Chris Pronger, um, you know uh, uh, Bernie Federko talking about his first All Star game, which was Gordy Howe's last and Wayne Gretzky's first. Um, you know, one that hasn't seen air yet. I'm hoping, uh, hoping to do it next week. Is the on a kind of a somber note was the 1988 game that was here in St. Louis. Um, Barkley Plager was supposed to be one of the honorary captains, and he passed away of uh, you know about three days before the All Star game. So they had a very moving ceremony with Bob Plager and uh, and Barkley's sons uh, coming out before the game, and uh, that really. Uh, Really sent chills yeah. up up your spine. To my see fa- that. my favorite is the Brett Hull one that, yeah. that just aired. <laughs> uh, mainly because of it was just the most Brett Hull answer. Asked 1992, mm-hmm. I believe All Star yeah. game. Right. Uh, I got to play with Gretzky, and he said oh, that was all great. Oh, and then we went to Atlantic City afterwards, and we had a fun time <laughs> there too. So a, a typical Brett Hull All Star experience. Absolutely. Well, and <laughs> and that All Star game was shrouded in in turmoil beforehand and and afterwards because that was. When Adam Oates, uh, you know, made his stance that he wanted yet another contract extension, the Blues weren't giving it to him, and so it was who was going to blink first. And they went to the All Star game, and then came back to you know came back to all that turmoil. And about three weeks later, of of all that song and dance, uh, then Oates finally got traded to Boston. I'm looking forward to seeing the fastest man. Yeah. Oh, that's I, so I, cool to I see. I think that's cool. always yeah. interesting. I went skating with my girlfriend in Chicago uh, over the holidays. Oh, yeah, posting. I saw your Instagram yeah. picture. You know, I felt like a skater for real. But it is so hard to balance on those skates. <laughs> I mean, for you all listening, you know, like, I don't skate much. I was a football player, basketball player, baseball growing up. So me putting on skates, I can do rollerblades, but ice hockey, oh, man, that that just seems extremely difficult. But kudos to those guys who can skate, turn, and just fly around at a high uh, level. It's amazing. I'd love to see Kairou or Robert Thomas uh, get, get a chance someday in, in one of those competitions because I think they could do pretty well. I just want to yeah. see how fast they can Fly, you know, like cars go zero to sixty, and how fast? I want to see how fast these guys can get up to top speed. And I'm it's so really cool. looking forward to that. Yeah, it's so cool seeing that final straightaway where they've kind of worked their way through the through the pylons or whatever, and then they're just making that mm-hmm. zoom right down yeah. right down Broadway to finish. And I don't know if this is different this year, but there's an you win thirty thousand oh, dollars if you win one of the events. So so ho- hopefully uh, they're giving it their all. I'm Heck, sure they, they will. Give me some skates. I give them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on here. Cardinals talk the Nolan Arenado the trade speculation. It's just not going away. No. And man, I gotta admit, I'm baited into thinking this is gonna happen. It and has I, to happen. I'm probably. I think we might all be disappointed, but. I I don't see any other situation. If he do, if he leaves Colorado, I think it's got to be the Cardinals. I'll just start. I mean, the Cardinals have to make a splash in the trade or free agency, whatever the case may be, this offseason to get this fan base excited because right now we're just staying stagnant. We're still the same team we were at the end of last year, and we proved that wasn't good enough to get the job done. So I believe you need that splash because let's be real, guys. 
Matt Carpenter, I love him. He was phenomenal two years ago, but last year he stunk it up. And <laughs> you don't want someone like that when you have a Nolan Arenado out there who you can grab. You get him, you have possibly one of the best infields in Major League. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a generational talent who is available. And I, they're, by all by all uh, speculation, they're checking it out with their due diligence and I, I think Mo's going to make it happen at some point here eventually. I think so too, because I think they are they, after a winter of of uh, not really anything uh, anything happening. Uh, I think there there is the hope that they can, that he can set up and, and make that huge splash right before spring training. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm peeking ahead here. I think that the the one thing that really might hold him back is the fact that the Cardinals would only have two more years before Arenado could could opt out. But I think from a positive viewpoint, I mean, there's there there's been a time where the Cardinals have acquired star players, and just being in Cardinal Nation atmosphere yeah. has won them over. Mark hey, McGuire, Matt Holiday, Goldie, we got Goldie last but year. He resigned before he even played a game, yeah. right? And I just think being in that atmosphere, and if he wants to be in a winning atmosphere. <laughs> You're right here. He doesn't yeah. seem to be like, you know, I got to go to New York. No, or I've exactly. got to go. To I think LA. he's like a Goldschmidt type that, I mean, that wants to win and wants like just a solid team that's going to compete every year. And can you imagine him and Goldie at the corners? Oh and then man, you got a, a shortstop who can hit 30 home runs, a Gold Glove second baseman. It makes us not think about the outfield and all the problems that yeah. you know the Cardinals have out there. But you just think about the solid pitching that we do have: Flaherty, Michaelis, all those guys coming back, and then this infield. Oh, man, that'll be fun. Well, you seven, could be losing some of that pitching right, to get Arenado, though. Right. But seven gold gloves, and the, and the guy's not even, I think he's, what, 28? He's not. Th- I that's, know he's not 30 yet. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good and ratio. And we found we will find our pop in the lineup that the Cardinals were lacking last year. And, I mean, obviously another void to fill in Marcelo Zuna. Who knows what he's going to do. But So there, there was a rumored report from a, a radio guy in Chicago. I don't know. I have no idea how that happened, but... Uh, <laughs> Dakota Hudson, Carlos Martinez, uh, Tyler O'Neill, and, and the newly acquired Matt Libertor for Arenado was what uh, this one insider had heard. Uh, John Mosellock said on KMOX, though, about 95% of the reported uh, rumors are just that, rumors, and, and it's nonsense. But I don't know. That package as it is, I think, is a little steep. Let That's me, a lot of pitching. That is a lot of pitching, but let me get my take on it. Carlos Martinez was up and down. We don't know whether he's going to be a bullpen guy or a starter. So yeah. you get Jordan Hicks back in your bullpen, bullpen. That's our closer. And then Alex Reyes, I know we talk about him every year, but if he can be healthy, he replaces a Hudson and a Martinez. And then O'Neill. I mean, he strikes out more than anything. Yeah, that's yeah. wouldn't be playing for three years here. So you, it's all about winning now, is it not? You know, that's the one tr- it is it is about winning now. You've got to take care of today before you worry about tomorrow. But the 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 concern for me, and it's not really a concern. I agree with you, Corey, that there that's a lot of pitching here. But what else are the Rockies interested in trying to get? They've got to find somebody, you know, uh, that can pitch in that atmosphere. And so well. I, de- ask I think I- ideally the Cardinals want um, the Rockies to take Matt Carpenter's contract with this. I think that's for sure something that's going to have to happen. And I, the Rockies are going to want either Gorman or Carlson. I'm almost positive of that, too. It's probably uh, Gorman to f- yes. be the next third baseman, which yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so I-, I-, I don't think this is the deal that's going to end up getting it done. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think it's going to get done. 
There is, there is, I hope so. Yeah, there is somebody that, that, that has their finger on the pulse of the situation because they keep kind of updating it. Cardinals have, have escalated their talk. Yeah. Cardinals and, and Rockies now talking specific players and you know whatever. So who knows? I just hope it gets done before spring training. It's yeah. about time that Mosaic makes a move. It's, we're hey, been, you made a good been, one last well, year. Well, you're right, Goldie, but we felt we all felt like we were lacking one at the trade deadline last year and the previous one before that. Well, and, well, here's the thing. I would I would rather have Arenado than Lindor or Mookie Betts. Is sure. that is that the uh did but you it, see what he did against us last year, playing against us? <laughs> I'm not going to turn down a Lindor or Mookie Betts, <laughs> no, though, in I, case yeah. Aaron, Listen, if they strike out on Arenado, I'm going straight to the Red Sox and, and asking yeah, about Mookie. Yeah. Well, actually, that clears I, up at the same, I'm doing it at the same time, to be totally honest, because uh, I think he'd be a really good fit here as well. Yeah, that's for sure. And the Red Sox are definitely looking to get rid of money. Oh, boy. Uh, let's move on that, to a little yeah. bit of the Red Sox. Uh, the hot stove, definitely not the biggest talker in baseball this week. MLB came down hard on the Astros in the sign-stealing scandal. Hinch, Lunau, both suspended a year. Jim Crane didn't think that was good enough. They're fired. Uh, they lost four draft picks, biggest fine they could get. Then the Red Sox fired Alex Cora, who was with apparently the ringleader of this whole thing in Houston, yeah, and then the was already under more investigation with the Red Sox for cheating. And now the Mets are reportedly, according to Buster Olney, wavering in their support of Car- Carlos Beltran, who hasn't even coached a game for the Mets, but was mentioned a bunch in the Astros report as a player. This is one of the biggest scandals in the history of baseball, and you could argue it's because of a trash can, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I you know and it is the biggest scandal probably since a century ago the Black Sox in 1919, um, you know, it it just it just affirms that in life, you know anybody that that has a sterling reputation, you just can't take what's at face value because Alex Cora by all accounts. Yeah. A really, a really good guy, uh, a good leader, and went from bench coach of one world champion to the other world champion, or the world champion uh, Red Sox the next year. You know, Carlos Beltran was nothing but Sterling. Oh, no, you can't find a bad word about Beltran. And, you know, to you, you just don't know. Yeah. Or in the words of Joaquin Andohar, you never know. (laughs) As as far as Beltran, I mean, like Andy said, you just don't know. But as far as Hinch and Cora, got to go. I mean, the MLB, MLB, I was proud of what they did. I mean, I wish they would have been able to do something about the World Series just for the fact that the Dodgers lost to the Red Sox and the Astros, you know. Imagine how these players feel. Well, this is an interesting conversation. I I don't think there's any— I'm not into stripping titles. I think that's crazy. You've seen them try and do it. Okay, USC didn't win that. Louisville didn't win. Come on. They won. Yeah. We know how it is. But I don't think that should be done in the pros. But if I'm a Dodgers fan right Man. now, oh, I'm feeling pretty I mean, it's, bad. It, it's like, all right, you get it. Like Reggie Bush, in his case, with the Heisman Trophy. Like, oh, he accepted some money, you know, take his Heisman Trophy away. We still know what he did that season. But for the Astros, I mean, dude, what home run? Or You maybe wouldn't have got that double or triple if you weren't stealing signs. You but know? they were 8-1 in the—I think they were 8-1 at home in the yeah. 2017 the, playoffs. The splits between home and road were ridiculous in the postseason. And here's a question for you. So then, you know, if, if say, the Astros lose a couple of those home games, if they were, you know, if they were doing that stuff during the regular season, wink, wink, knowing that, you know, that it just didn't start in the postseason— so then let's say the Dodgers, you know, well, that goes to the All-Star. But what if had the Dodgers had home field advantage? Exactly. 
Yeah. You know, there's I a mean, lot. <laughs> like David Freeze said it best. Oh, yeah. The, David Freeze came out. I was not expecting that, but he came out on Twitter. Uh, yeah, essentially, essentially ending with it, like take back the ring or something like that. I thought, dang, yeah, let me, let me, David Freeze coming out hot with the hot take, and I, yeah. I love well, so, so, um, they've they've put the hammer down on the the leadership, the management, and whatever. Should any players have to face? Any I mean, scrutiny? that's if you do one. How can you just reprimand like one? All right, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go back. Everybody on that 2017 gets fined, or or. I don't know. It's and it's funny. It's a player who kind of started this whole thing. Mike Fires. If he doesn't speak up, who knows? And that's what David Free said in this tweet. He said, "Didn't really expect the punishments to be this harsh. Good for MLB stepping up. Still don't know what's more frustrating though: an ex-teammate of the World Series title team talking publicly about his team cheating, or so many guys being down to use a damn trash can. <laughs> Should take the ring." Should take the ring. So, uh, I mean, sign stealing's been going on since baseball started. Well, one of the one of the one of the the great moments in baseball history was the the shot heard around the shot heard around, around the world, world. the nineteen fifty one New York Giants, and you know stories have come out since then that there was a guy with a telescope in the center field stands who was doing an elaborate you know sign system or whatever, and so. Here's one of the great moments, a team coming from 13 and a half games back to get into a, a, a playoff to win the, you know, to or a playoff for the National League pennant. Great home run, the walk-off home run, the Giants win the pennant, Giants win the pennant, and it's tainted now. Yeah. Look, see, this is just a sore subject for me. I know you guys won't care, but I'm a huge Rams fan, and the Patriots recording their walkthrough practice the night before the Super Bowl. You <laughs> what do you mean we won't? Does. What do you mean we won't care? I'm still <laughs> salty about right. Spygate. So I, any type of cheating going on at the professional level is just uncalled for, and it shouldn't happen, especially when you have the best of the best, best athletes, best coaches, best trainers. There should be no cheating involved. Well, hope that was kind of Frank's point last night. And his they had nine all stars on yeah. the, on that team. What what's the point? Well, right. hopefully this is a clear message. Hey, don't mess around. Don't even remotely try to try to use technology or or just play you, ball. You know you know when you're in the wrong. Yeah. So just just operate with a higher higher ethical standard, and hopefully this doesn't happen again. <laughs> all right. Final thought here, uh, switching gears a little bit. We're about halfway through the prep hoop season. Just wanted to get a pulse. Everybody in the room, what's been your favorite maybe team player to watch so far? We've had some really good highlights. There's a lot of great teams here on both sides of the river. Ahmad, you go first. Man, it's really hard. I was hoping you picked me last. Um, (laughs) I've covered a lot of basketball uh, the past two months. I've watched a lot of these guys grow up. Caleb Love, obviously, is one of the more entertaining basketball players. Uh, He can shoot from anywhere now. He has an improved jump shot. He he dunks every game. He gives you some type of highlight reel play. Vashon, their whole entire team, Phillip Russell, this guy who committed to SEMO, He's really, really outstanding, but then you can't forget the Melvilles and the Smets and Trinity Catholics. There's just so much talent in this area. I mean, I'll I'll go from the girls' side. I I watched the Edwardsville girls play the other night, and they're really good. They yeah. are they are a solid team, and I expect to see them uh, make some noise in the state tournament. Hey, you Corey, were, yeah, Corey, you have a real gym on your side of the river. Listen, Collinsville, they're going to have some tough. Well, they've had a tough schedule already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they've got a chance to win state. They can beat these Chicago teams. They got to play Simeon still. They beat who did they beat? 
Morgan Park. Was that at Morgan Park in mm-hmm. overtime? Mm-hmm. Um, so they can hang with the big boys. That conference, that Southwestern conference, seems like every year. So it's going to be somebody different that's just outstanding. The, Belleville and, West, East St. Louis, Collinsville. Well, and the team to look for next year is O'Fallon. O'Fallon, yeah. And you know they they gave uh, they gave Edwardsville all they wanted the other night, or Collinsville all you know all they wanted or whatever. And um, and they're some, mostly sophomores and juniors. Yeah, Collinsville's deep too, and they they'll give you a highlight every night. Every yeah. night, also they seem to know when. I don't know. I think they know when the camera shows oh, up sure. at the game. I've, I've noticed them. I went. I was covering them versus Belleville East. It was like a. It was like a four point game, and there was maybe six minutes left in the first half. And by the time that was over, I'm not kidding. It was a twenty point game at halftime. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they just for, turn it on. And for those looking for good basketball this weekend, you have East St. Louis and CBC going toe to toe. That'll be a really good game. That should be I fun. Mean, yeah, and they're. <laughs> you just can't get over the type of games that we have. Like later yeah. this year, Jordan Nesbitt and St. Louis Christian Academy will go toe to toe with Vashon at Vashon. That atmosphere will be crazy. You know, well, you I got- like the scheduling around these. Yes. These these teams know it's going to be a big event, and it, they seem to and schedule they're scheduling that tough way. teams. The good yeah. teams here are scheduling tough teams. Like CBC and Vashon's schedule. Oh, it's a gauntlet. They yeah. have nothing but tough competition. But that's what fans want to see. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Sports Plus Podcast. Be sure to download and subscribe. Also, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts.